Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. To start the lunch hour here, we have a story about a really, really hot thing and a thing that might soothe the hot thing. Let's talk about the hot thing first. All right particularly because you have an affection for the spicier foods in the world. Do love my spicy food. Okay, so here's how NPR puts it. A small, wrinkly, yellow-green pepper known as Pepper X is now officially the hottest chili pepper in the world. (laughs) Oh, what is it about the Carolinas? I mean, most of the new varietals, especially the hottest ones on Earth, all seem to come out of that same area. Uh, Let's see. So to measure the intensity of Pepper X, they use the Scoville scale that most of us use. Pepper X measures 2.693 million Scoville heat units. (laughs) If you have no clue what that means, that's okay. By comparison, a jalapeno is about 5,000. Again, we're at 2.7 million versus 5,000. A Serrano can get you around 20,000. And uh, the the habanero, which is the one I think is the hottest pepper that most of us run into regularly, mm-hmm. um, is about 100,000 Scoville units. So, yeah, if you're up in the 2.6 million range, that's just, I, I don't even know how you taste anything after that. The previous record holder was the Carolina Reaper, uh, averaged 1.64 million. So this one's a lot more than that. Yeah. Almost double. What do you do with this? (laughs) When you have discovered this pepper, what do you do with it? You win a contest first. Uh, You you get your name in the record books, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of uh, publicity that goes along with that. So that's part of it. And then I think what you do with it is you put it in a sauce. And you put a very, very tiny amount of it. Sure. And and some vinegar and salt and uh, other things that may not mitigate the heat, but will at least give you more volume in which to to hold it. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think at some point it's just academic. It's like, oh, look, I made one that's even higher than that. Okay. So most of the pepper's heat is concentrated not in the seeds, and I didn't know it was called this, in the interior white placenta that holds the seeds. Yeah. Okay. Well, so if you just skip that part, is the rest of it that bad? Uh, well, that's most of it. So that that's mm-hmm. the pulpy part of the pepper. Um, the, you know, the interior part. So the skin probably wouldn't be that high and the, the seeds are not going to be that high. But for comparison, if you want to know that 2.69 million Scovilles is higher than bear spray. Okay. Bear spray is advertised at 2.2 million Scoville units. So this is about uh, 400, uh, yeah, 400,000 units higher 
than bear spray. I, I, yeah, I mean, you can't put something like that in your mouth. You just can't. Uh, you wouldn't even want to touch it with your fingers. Yeah. Don't rub your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've I mean, made if that you have mistake. any opening anywhere cl- close to this, and that's going to be incredibly painful. What I'm curious about is, is there a limit? You know what I mean? It, 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 because... Mm-hmm. Obviously, they have a way to do this where they can keep breeding peppers over and over and over again and, and making them hotter and hotter and hotter. Uh, I don't know exactly how they do it, but I'm sure it's just by picking the hottest ones out of the bunch and then breeding them together to see if you can get something new. But is there a limit to what you can fit in that little? Because it's not a, it's about the same size as a habanero. It's not a very big pepper. Serrano's mm-hmm. a big, long thing. But uh, this is maybe, I don't know, an inch and a half in diameter or something like that. And I, again, do they sell them? Like, can you go to this? I'm on the website. You probably the have company. to sign a release. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, congrats. You've got the hottest pepper now. Now that you've grown the one and can prove it's the hottest, now what do you, now what do you do? Yeah. You know, and somebody on the text line mentioned there, there are a couple of uses that don't involve eating it because you think about that bear spray. Well, they make that out of peppers. So a lot of it's going to be an industrial use where you're making, you know, some kind of of, uh, self-defense spray or something like that out of it. That and somebody else said it could also probably be used for medical research (laughs) in what can the human body handle? Um, they said the burning sensation spurred in humans releases endorphins and dopamine. Yeah, that's that, that's one of the theories behind why people like hot food because uh-huh. it gives you that the same thing as the runner's high, that endorphin yeah. rush. I don't know. I just like hot food. I think it tastes good. So I'm on the website for this company, and there's a, there's a page on here, products with Pepper X, and there's a lot of them made with the pepper x uh the chipotle express sauce is sold out there you go uh it's a lot of sauces that none of which are expensive he's got a couple of chocolate bars on here oh for wow 25 dollars <laughs> and they're sold out yeah well that'll tell you it, it, because it's a dare right it's mm-hmm. it's uh you know, I I can eat that, and you get these contests with these guys. We used to do that to uh, to make extra cash on the side when I was in high school. And, you know, you bet somebody you can eat something hotter than they can. But, uh, yeah, they're all sold out because everybody wants to prove, oh, yeah, it's the hottest pepper. I can take it. Okay. Good for you. Congrats. <laughs> um, okay. And then we have Salt and Straw, which is an ice cream company. Um, somewhere, so I'm on their website too, because uh, this is a fun hour. On their website, they say Bon Appetit advertises salt and straw may be the only ice cream chainlet in the country to claim the kind of cult following reserved for 80s movies or indie bands. <laughs> okay. Uh, so All right. What's, what's the donut shop Hertz? <laughs> is it Hertz Donut that, that um, is the chain that's kind of got that same reputation about it? What's the, um, somebody knows, what's the donuts out of, that started in Oregon? that I can't believe there's always a line around oh, that's got right. a ton on top. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's Brain. got that same kind of cult following. I can't remember the name of it either. Um, is it the voodoo um, place? Yes. Yes. Voodoo voodoo donuts. Donuts. Yep. That's the one. Yes. So they have added their Halloween flavors for the season. Okay. Um, a couple of these I'm immediately dismissing and you'll know why pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, the great candy copia sounds good. Salted butterscotch ice cream Ooh. with Kit Kat, Reese's, Snickers, and Heath candies. Oh, I'm yes, in. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. Give me all of that. 
jack-o'-lantern pumpkin bread, which is exactly what you think. Pumpkin spiced ice cream, pumpkin bread pieces, and whipped cream cheese frosting. Texture-wise, I don't like bread like that being with ice cream. I'm trying to think of like what else they do that with, but they'll, oh, like cheesecake. If you like cheesecake ice cream, they'll have little bits of cheesecake in it. Yeah. I mm-hmm. see. I don't mind that. Uh, and, uh, you know, like brownie ice cream and things like that. They have mm-hmm. little bits of brownies. And that, that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is pumpkin. I mean, I'll buy one for Jen, but yeah, I'm not <laughs> sure. going to eat it. Uh, we were talking the other day about what is matcha. Uh, they've got an ice cream made out of matcha and with chocolate covered crickets oh. and toffee brittle mealworms. I, I like the gross Halloween connection. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to eat it, but I like mm-hmm. the fact that they did it. Yes, and then we go to chocolate champarado yep. with sesame toffee. That's the ice cream, is the champarado with cloud forest chocolate and sesame seed, not even trying, ses- uh, sesame toffee. And palanqueta. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 not my department. Um, it's the last one that I really don't want anything to do with, and, and it's because of the um, coconut. Blackberry oh. uh, tamales is vegan, combination of masa coconut cream sherbet and Marionberry sherbet. There's nope. something called a Marionberry. Does it come with free cocaine? That's <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I, I didn't know that was a thing. Um, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now it the, looks like a blackberry. The uh, I've never heard of that before. That's just that's a brand new one on me. I only knew the former mayor of DC. Uh, the the, the Champorado, by the way. That's uh, that's Mexican chocolate. So okay. that's if you're if you're into Mexican chocolate, which by the way I totally am. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that that previous one sounds like it would be really good. Um, yeah, I'm in, but I'm not doing the, the. Well, I might try the Marion Berries just to see what they taste like. I so there's a website. What's the difference between Marion Berry and Blackberry? Because you're not the first person to wonder that. <laughs> okay. Um, what are their differences? Uh, why can't this just? Oh, they've got a nice little chart. That's great. Um, but that isn't telling me anything. It Taste looks, and texture. It looks exactly like a blackberry. In fact, they say it's a cultivar of blackberry. So it's it's just a type of blackberry. It's a. They say it's a much more flavorful blackberry and firmer. Okay. It's and it's only grown okay. in Oregon. So there. If you have okay. them, if if you're in Washington and they're selling you those, they're lying to you. Didn't Salt and Straw start in Portland? Oh, it wouldn't surprise. Am I me. making that up? It, because it, we talked about. Um. Donut place that started in Portland. Yeah, they're, they're do I do now just think weird. all things start in Portland? What would what would be a better thing though? I mean, like I said, the only one that really has. I, I know Halloween is all about candy, but it's also all about spooky stuff. It seems like we could do better than that. The, the, you know, <laughs> okay, the, the go having, on. Having the chocolate covered bugs. Okay, that's fine. I get that. That that's a good Halloween. Um, what else could you do that would be? I mean, the strawberry syrup seems like a natch because it looks like blood, right? Yeah. So, so you can play around with that. Just make it have something that's a little spookier than that and not just candy related. Well, but, but on the topic of candy for half a second, what's the candy that um, no one re- that it's like a love hate relationship with at Halloween? Little Necco wafers, pellet, little pellet type things. They're not chocolate. I can picture it. Yellow or orange and white. Oh, what, somebody knows what I'm talking candy about. Corn. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Man, my memory is just nothing lately. <laughs> yeah. Um, do something with that. Like at least that's a a, a Halloween oriented candy. Yes. Um, but you're right. If we were to add a couple flavors here, 
Yeah. What you, inspiration are we starting with? Boy, and I'll tell you, you, I was thinking about the strawberry syrup. If you did something with a strawberry ribbon in it, mm-hmm. would also be very cool. You know, to, to kind of have that that blood connection going on. Um, let's see. There's got to be a way to do like a really cool zombie ice cream. Yeah, have something green, right? Like a, a mint ice cream. Although that wouldn't go all that well with strawberry, but still. Yeah, I mean, it's Halloween. You got to have something that's a little gross in there. I always like it when the vehicle for something is um is meaningful so make some use something make suggestions here to make into a witch's hat uh-huh make it edible and make that the cone like we were talking the other day about oh, using the yeah. fortune cookies for the cone make a cone make a witch's hat because it would be perfect you could put the ice cream where the head would go and the witch's hat just turn it upside down yep make that out of something that you can eat and that's good chocolate maybe yeah well just have a waffle cone you could use food coloring to make it black yeah. So that it looks like a witch's hat. And then, you know, again, green ice cream uh, mm-hmm. to, to look like the Wicked Witch of the West from uh, Wizard of Oz. So yeah. Yeah, why didn't they put us in charge of this? We've got so many better ideas than they do. I said to the person that tested, the, the person that suggested last week, I apologize for not remembering your name when we talked about the, we had a whole thread going on the text line between the two of us about what else to do with those, um, with fortune cookies as the base. So cool. Yeah. Uh, so. uh, definitely. Um, Who's poking their head in the studio? <laughs> our newsroom. Our, our, so, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, you know, it's all right, man. Uh, apparently, the vote for speaker is underway. So if you were looking oh. for that news update, <laughs> now you have it. <laughs> oh, <you> boy. <laughs> all right. Uh, if you have suggestions here, 913-586-7798. Uh, still to come, Netflix is doing the opposite of where it started. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. It appears the vote... The aforementioned vote um, is done and has failed for those that care. Yep. Is uh, what Twitter tells me. Yeah, it's, uh, so. yeah, there, there are already, uh, oh, wow. Uh, among Republicans, a little while ago, there were already 10 no votes. He can only mm-hmm. get four. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's done. It was done before it started. So uh, you can find more updates everywhere online if you'd like to know more about that. Netflix is kind of going backwards from where it started and plans to open some brick and mortar locations. Yeah, what a weird one. And I'm trying to figure out exactly what their their image is that they have in mind for this. Um, and I'm not, I mean, they say that it's going to be like a dining out experience. There's going to be food involved in this and they're going to uh, have their, their library of movies involved in it somehow. But, I, I mean, in, in a day and time when we saw Blockbuster video go away how many years ago? Yeah. And uh, we just had the story yesterday about uh, Best Buy getting rid of DVDs for Netflix to open brick-and-mortar locations. Like I said, it's going to be a little bit more than just a movie store. But I, I don't know that their concept necessarily gels in my head yet. I, so I could force if Netflix was looking for a way to expand the brand, I could see them opening a chain of movie theaters, right? Like, because it makes total sense. I mean, you you could just get the big movies and, and have a chain of movie theaters. This doesn't sound like that. Right. It, ju- it's, it just sounds more like a destination than just going to see a movie. Yeah, the, the only thing that I could conceive is that um, I mean, they're – in the same way that there used to be restaurants where you would have your own individual jukebox at the table. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that it would be something like that. 
Uh, except instead of that, you would have your own TV screen at the table. That kind of already exists, and I don't know. I mean, if if I'm going out to eat, I don't know that I necessarily want to sit there and eat and watch a movie on a little TV screen. Well, and we already have theaters that do that, where you can eat dinner, and we have we have theaters that are built for that with the big lounge chairs, and you can get you know nice dinner while you're sitting there watching a movie. This is nothing new. Um, it yeah. would be interesting if they in these theaters would show things that only Netflix has. Yeah. Uh, it, so that you can see it on a big screen. Well, here's what I like about it is that, uh, you know, even though I say this and we don't go out to the movies that much and haven't in a while, uh, the last thing that we went out and saw was Oppenheimer. And I don't remember the last time we went to the movies before that. But I, I do still, pardon me, I, I do still like the idea of a communal experience when it comes to things like that. But you're right. There would have to be something special about it. Um, they mentioned in the article Stranger Things. And and I can see that happening, where you get a bunch of people who are really into that show together to watch mm-hmm. a particular episode, uh, or a couple of them. But because it's so long, I mean, the season of that show is, what, 11 hours, 12 hours, something like that? Nobody's going to sit there all day and and watch that in a big uh, you know, communal theater like that. No, but you're onto something there. I mean, what if they did, Stranger Things is a good example, um, a, a series where, you know, the first episode drops on one day and they don't, they don't drop them all at one time. Yeah. Could you do a premiere, so to speak, for a TV show that's only on Netflix that has a lot of buzz about coming back? Just for the, just for the first episode. Right. Yeah. That sort of thing. And that makes sense. Um, I don't know. It seems like the kind of thing where you would want to build one of these. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? In in a location where, you know, maybe you put it in Los Angeles where everybody's all, you know, tied into the music or the entertainment industry anyway. You put it somewhere like that just to see if it has any kind of draw and then maybe build it out from there. And the only other thing I think about is, isn't it Netflix that has... They went back and did the deep look at the Challenger disaster. Yes. At, at like five episodes, which is one of the best. You think you know everything about that disaster, and then you you see that movie and you realize you knew nothing. Something like that, that because of um, the movie part of it, the visual, you could I could see wanting that on a big screen. Right. You know? Well, yeah, because it's got that blockbuster, spectacular kind of you know thing about right. it. Um, and... And those are the you know, the kind of things in general, you know, the Jerry Bruckheimer movies that we we love to go see on a big screen. But I I don't know. I don't know if there's something there that you can't get at a movie theater. And how many times have we talked about the fact that the movie theaters in general are still struggling? Yes, this will be interesting. I don't think Netflix needs to expand in any direction. Somebody compared it to Disney, like what Disney eventually did. But Disney's been doing it for a really long time, a lot longer than Netflix has. Yep. So and and I mean even just to see a brick and mortar location with a Netflix banner on the outside of it would be a little weird. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll take a break here. Coming up, there's a new prompt that's going to be coming for 911 calls as they try to figure out a way to streamline that system. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. All right, a couple local stories to get to here. Uh, we've talked a lot about the 911 system, not just in Kansas City, but all over the place. But in particular here, what needs to be done about it to cut down on some of the nightmare wait times that we've heard about? I don't know how much this is going to help, but at least it'll it'll take the mass of calls and then branch it out into several directions. Yeah, uh, facial recognition uh, and hmm. other story. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm having all kinds of massive <laughs> issues with technology right now, and it's absolutely killing me. Where were we? Uh, so I'll just keep going here. Yeah. Um, so this is where, and if you have feelings about this, oh, yeah, I'm with feel you. free to get in here. Okay. But what they're going to do is over the summer, KCPD asked for a prompt to be added to their 911 system to hopefully cut down on the wait time that callers have. So you would call 911 and before you get to a person, you would be asked, press one for police, press two for fire, press three for EMS. In an effort to, if you only have a few people that need EMS, but a lot of people that need police, you don't have people number seven, eight, nine in line waiting for the others to go and get to EMS. What obvious uh, possible potential difficulties do you see here? Um... I could see somebody pressing the wrong button. Mm -hmm. I could see this just getting confused. I could see someone not knowing who they need or needing all three. Yeah. Um, I, I also see a problem with urgency because every step you put in a chain like that, you're making it that much more difficult to get people to where they need to be. And if you have somebody, I mean, the, what I'm picturing in my head is somebody who is out for a walk and starts to feel the the symptoms of a heart attack, pulls the phone out and dials mm -hmm. 911, and then drops. So it's there going, press 1 for EMS, press 2 for fire. Uh, I mean, you would hope that if you dial 911 and the line is still open for a period of time, without you responding that it would mm -hmm. automatically send emergency services to you that and then it defaults to one of the three yeah exactly they, that and my i guess my preference on that would be that it would default to uh sending the paramedics first because that's most likely a medical emergency but say we've also talked in the past about those times when you can't really talk where yes. uh, you know you're you've got somebody who is an intruder or somebody who's breaking in and if you make any noise then 
you know, it, that's going to be a problem as well. And depending on somebody to, to listen in and hit buttons while an emergency is going on, it just seems way too confusing, especially recognizing the fact that most people who dial 911 are panicking. Right. Um, yeah, the other thing I would worry about is, similar to where you started here, is that, like you said, the more links in the chain there are, the more opportunities for somebody to be cut off or for the call to drop. Now, will they have a system in place um, like the DMV does or like a, a lot of phone systems do where do you have to sit and wait that whole time or can they call you back? Yeah. Um, if, if you want that. But again, that way you're not just sitting there and then what happens if you drop your phone or something and the call drops? Will they know where you were in line to be able to call you back? Yeah. Uh, and and I, I get why they're doing it. Uh, because, I mean, we, we've talked before about the fact that, especially in Kansas City, there's a shortage of people to be those operators. They want to see if they can triage this stuff a little bit to get the people who need the most help that help fast instead of hiring more 911 operators. So I assume they're trying. It's not in this story, but I assume they're working on it. <laughs> I don't know what I base that on, but I assume Hope they so. know yeah. they need more 911 operators. They're not paid that well. It's a really high stress situation that most of us don't want to do. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're working on it. Um, what this would allow them to do, though, is, you know, if you have 30 911 dispatchers in a room and you know that one of those three things tends to get half of your calls, then you can take your 911 operators and divide them that way so that they only handle those. That, that way you've got more of your manpower going to where more of your problems are. I also could see you could get 911 operators then that specialize in one of those three things and is going to be particularly good if you have to talk somebody through something, like if somebody that has a medical background and you have to talk someone through delivering a baby, you know, that's something that that person might know more about. Yes, and that's that's a good point when it comes to making those hires. We'll get back to that because I think Richard in Independence wants to address that exact thing, so let's bring him in uh, to the mix. Hey, Richard. Hey guys, you know what? I'm kind of annoyed that we're still talking about this. So I don't understand why the city wants to put in a, a press one for fire, press two for police. I don't understand why they want to do that. Why not just hire more 911 dispatchers? I am a former first responder. And to me, this is beyond frustrating because it delays our response time. It delays, it delays well, possible emergent care. And so now we have to talk to an automated system to get a hold of the 911 system. Yeah. And and I mean just just hire more dispatchers and pay them. Pay but them I assume better, they're pay trying. Them benefits. I and, again I, mean, I well, and, and and there I argue too as a former first responder, you know, they have I'll try to get this window up. No, I can't get the window up. Um as a former first responder, I do say this is a lot of times so while yes what we see is very traumatic what we see out there is very very traumatic and there are things that you cannot unsee but you also got to think about the person on the other end of that phone that's taking the call and how stressed their life is because well they're hearing all this chaotic commotion and the only thing they can do is dispatch us out there and hope we get there in time yeah. You know, I mean, so there's a lot of mental anguish that goes there. I mean, so there, there's a, there's a lot, a lot of uh, players that go into that. 
you know, mental health and, and, and pay. And, and I mean, I, I feel like that the city just probably needs to think about doing a little better instead of putting in an automated system. All right. But now, I think you are describing the reasons why it's hard to hire 911 dispatchers. You just, you just laid it out. All the reasons why nobody is. wants to do that job. If money was all, you know, if, if it was just about money, we wouldn't have a shortage of school bus drivers. We'd just pay them all more. But usually money's not the only thing. Well, a lot of it, a lot of it, I'm going to say this, is, well, the mental health aspect of it. It's a lot of stress. And and then I I did I've never sat on the uh on the other end of a nine one one call and dispatched or anything like that. If I did I probably would have lost my mind. Um uh, but I mean you know, make sure that make sure your dispatchers are okay, you know, and and and, and, and show that you care about them, you know, get them get them treatment if they need it. Okay. You uh, know. Yeah, it, it it makes sense. Richard, thanks. I, I, I think I mean, the money's going to be part of it, sure, um, but you're right. It's not going to be all of it, and we we look at this from the stress and the things like you and Richard were both talking about with the stress level, and, I mean, you, you don't know what it's like to take a call, and neither do I, from somebody on the other end of the phone who's screaming in horror because somebody right in front of them just got shot, or they just got shot. That's got to be something that weighs on you. You also, when you flip that around and look at it from the city's standpoint as far as what they're looking for, and you were alluding to this earlier, this is what I wanted to expand on, is you have to have a certain level of expertise in a lot of different areas. So you can't just take any, you couldn't take you, me, and Colin and put us right. on a 911 line and have us be effective. Just like you can't just throw somebody in the air traffic control tower and say, here, direct <laughs> planes around. Thank you. Yes. Same thing. Perfect it's, example. It's a similar situation. High stress, a lot, I mean, life or death literally in your hands and and there's only so much that you can do about what people have to do in the job there's only so much they can fix about that now you can offer them counseling and mental health help and all that but there's only so much you can do it's just kind of the job yeah and if if i said okay uh jamie new prospective 911 operator employee uh if somebody calls you and they're they're so panicked and they're screaming and you can't understand what they're saying what should you say to them i can guess what i should say to them <laughs> right. but i don't know if that's the right thing no i mean because what you want to say is okay calm down and i'm sure that that's works all the time <laughs> exactly <laughs> so if you ask me that question dude i have no idea i i have no clue how to calm somebody down who's panicked none yes um now back to this three branch system here I don't because i don't know what this is going to look like on their side I, we know what it's going to sound like when we call I don't know what this looks like for them. Like, are they separated into three areas? Does everybody handle every call? There must be a reason for this. Yeah. Uh, well, let's go back to the phones and bring Sal and Casey into this and see if he's got something to add in. Hi, Sal. Hey, how you doing? Doing all right. Tell us about it. Well, yeah, I used to uh, be a dispatcher for Mass Ambulance before fire department took us over. I think it'd be a great idea because the majority of the calls are either going to be for EMS or police. Uh, the way the fire department or the fire safety is nowadays, there's very few um, oh, of fires and stuff. But when there is, it, it's a big one. You know, as far as triage and stuff like that, we used to have paramedics that answer the radio, uh, the phones and stuff. And we always follow what they call the Clausen cards, which are developed by Dr. Clausen out of Los Angeles. And you go by step-by-step step on a cardiac arrest. 
you know, is the person breathing, you know, um, do they have a pulse? And you tell them how to do CPR and you just talk them through there. But what a lot of people don't realize is that once they call 911, their address pops up there and there's already an ambulance or fire truck or cop on the way to their, you know, emergency. Yeah, I, I learned so that myself about a year ago. verify the yeah. address by saying, okay, can you repeat the address or phone number in case we get disconnected? And a lot of people just get irritated sometimes. But, um, yeah, I think that if we need to um, better train dispatchers and stuff and um, more, you know, more of them because we are short of them. Definitely. And, yeah, see, that's what I think we're trying to figure out is how is making this an automated phone tree system going to help that? And it, and it seems to me that it well, wouldn't. It would actually make it worse. You know, kind of because all the tr- calls come in through uh, police department, and that's why they say police, fire, EMS. Mm-hmm. And then they get branched out and stuff like that. Um, like you said about the cardiac arrest, the guy that's having to codes and falls to the ground, um, and that will come in as an unknown problem. They'll send the, the police to that first. Before they send us in. Yeah, somebody on the text line mentioned that because you got to make sure that the scene is safe. You can't just send the EMS in, yeah. No, or fire, you know. But, yeah, I think it's a great idea, and I think it needs to be expanded more. And I I would like to see them go back to paramedics answering 911 EMS stuff, Yeah, you know, because they're of the knowledge and stuff. Gotcha. All right, Sal, thank you. Uh, Again, good to hear from somebody that's got experience in that realm. Boy, a lot of you are texting in um, about, like, the language gap. If you now, people will know what to say when on the other line they say, hi, 911, or whatever they say. What is your emergency? If if they're given a longer prompt that says press one for this and two for this and three for that, there are only so many languages you can do that in. What if somebody speaks a language that you haven't covered? Right. And, and they won't know what one, two, or three is. Now, you could make that same case and say, well, what if the 911 operator doesn't speak that language either? So, also, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that's always unfortunately going to be a problem. But you're right. If you try to do it in English, Spanish, then what? French, maybe, depending on where you are. You know, if you're living in the in the northern reaches of Maine, just outside of the, you know, just under the Quebec border, then yeah, it, it, all that does is, again, it delays the time that you can get real actionable information, like he was talking about, your address. Where are you? Which is the first mm-hmm. thing they need to know uh, after what is your emergency. Where are you? Then it just seems like that's getting kicked farther and farther down the chain. Boy, we need to get to a break. I'm going to put on the table this thought, and then we'll we'll come back and talk about this. What if you brought up the residency requirement? Um, if that If that applies to Kansas City like this person thinks it does, that's an issue. If there's a residency requirement, and if they could expand that or loosen that up a little bit, what could they do? Where could they go out yep. there? Callers, hang on the line here. Christina, stick with us. We'll be back with your calls next on KMBZ. So what does the city need to do to get more people to become dispatchers at the 911 center? Uh, they can't fix that at the moment. What they are doing is setting up a prompt system Dial one for this, dial two for police, dial three for EMS. Yeah, it might even be a better idea to do that voice, but like we said, even that's not necessarily going to solve the problem. Let's go back to it, and Christina in Kansas City is up next. Hi, Christina. Hi. Um, In my opinion, I don't feel that this is, um, there is a one solution to, to solve this. We're going to have to take several different approaches until we find the one that works best, because I don't think that there's going to be one that works uh, for all, uh, but one that works best. We have to realize that we are living in a day of 
uh, in time where people are putting their mental and physical health first. We also have to understand that this is a high-demanding job. It's high-stress. There's a lot of mandatory overtime. Well, then you have the issue with the uh, significant decrease in child care. So that takes out a great pool of people. Um, you also have us, we were living in a society where a lot of people are already dealing with depression and anxiety. This adds to it. Um, so there's not one thing that will. It's not about. It's not always about money. Um, maybe broadening the hiring pool to be the metro Casey area, uh, but then that goes into you'd also that also has to spill over into other city components uh, employment that may have that restriction as well. So um, I think that they're doing good at at least trying a different approach. But I do think the most important thing is, is that the caller calling in, if they have to go through those different prompts and they are the ones who are directly impacted from the emergency that they're needing, it may cause a great delay because uh, yeah. maybe they can't communicate it as quickly. I, I feel exactly the same way. And things like, you know, staffing it up to the level where it should be will mitigate some of the other problems that you mentioned. I mean, if if, if they have enough staff, they wouldn't have to have as much mandatory overtime or maybe any. Well, just because you are uh, hiring does not mean that the applicant is hireable. True. It's just the same as right. when people say, well, go get a job. Well, <laughs> yeah, there's places hiring, but they have to want to hire you. Exactly. Yeah. Well said. Christina, thanks. Yeah, it, it just, I mean, maybe that recruitment, I mean, it, I think that recruitment drive is long overdue. Yes. Yeah. Um, it. I just put it in the pool of jobs. It's just hard. How do you sell it yeah. to somebody? I mean, look at everything we've talked about. How do you <laughs> sell that? See the world. Be a 911 operator. Yeah, right. that doesn't really compute. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Jim is next up in Topeka. Howdy, Jim. Yes. What we, what I think we're forgetting is, is who we're sitting there for and on the other end of the phone answering the call is the one who's asking for help. And anything that we do and anything that we, we do that puts them in harm, is not the right thing. And this phone tree deal, that is to me a complete failure. Although it is a good idea for keeping the line short at the Walmart checkout, it is not a good idea for police and fire because there is so many things that will not fit on a uh, prompt system that the person that's sitting there on that phone can handle, adjust, Make it happen and go from there. Every minute that you lose for sending treatment is a minute you can't get back in that golden hour. The golden hour is the one to where that if you get treatment within that hour, your success rate is high. For every minute you lose on fire dispatch, it that thing will 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 double in size in such a short amount of time that that minute you lose could make the difference between success and failure. Anything we're putting in that way of that starts harming uh, starts harming people and putting more people at risk for a matter of convenience for management management and that's not what we're here for. We're here to serve the public. You got it. And uh, take care, my friend. Jim, you do the same. Thank you. Yeah, and that that gets down to the last, I think, and and maybe most important job of a nine one one operator is to be a human being on the other end of the phone. When when you're the one who's having the emergency, 
you don't want a phone tree. You want a person there. And you want it right away. Yeah. Like you said, if you're panicking, the last thing you want to do is try to think, well, which one of those three do I need? Mm -hmm. What if I need all three? What if I don't know? What do I do here? And again, I wonder what they're going to do with the weight because the conversation that, the, that we started off having was, is there some way in that triage system to prioritize calls based on emergency? A lot of questions, and we'll hope to get some more answers fairly soon. All right, thanks everybody for getting in here. Uh, coming up in the next hour, Grady Judd, our favorite sheriff, is back. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.